Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Growing Place podcast. This is Brother Greg coming to you. As we have been going through this summer and into the fall, discussing the fruit of the Spirit, I want to read one more time um, the passage that you can find it in, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And the Apostle Paul after discussing the works of the flesh in the previous verses, says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Now, so far we have gone through the first eight of the listed fruit, which brings us today and the final mentioned fruit here, which is temperance, as the King James Version renders it, or as most versions render it, self-control. And it's a quality, I think you would agree, that's in short supply in this world. Now, to be fair, it is true that you can find forms of limited control in different people. One may consider athletes as generally having a measure of self-control in order to remain physically fit and conditioned to engage in their chosen sport. Furthermore, one may recognize that soldiers must possess some self-control to be successful in combat situations. This passage, though, in keeping with its context, is referring to maintaining self-control in the presence of sinful temptations. Whether it be a temptation of harmful substances like alcohol or drugs, or possibly sexual indulgence, or any other thing that you can think of, engaging in some things at all are harmful and sinful. But engaging in too much of anything in this world whether it's food or recreation or entertainment, even work, is also harmful and can lead to idolatry, which is sinful. And this is where the fruit of self-control, provided by the Holy Spirit, is a welcome addition. See, the Holy Spirit can enable the willing believer to refrain from sinful behavior. That's something the world can't do. The world cannot control the sin nature, but the Holy Spirit can give victory over that. And not only does he allow the willing believer to refrain from sinful behavior, but we can also exercise moderation in even good things in this world. Now, I will mention that you can't overdo prayer since we are told to pray without ceasing. But then again, prayer isn't a part of this world either. Now, Paul, he wrote to Timothy that godliness with contentment is great gain. Paul also wrote to the Philippian believers that he had learned to be content in any circumstance. Growing the fruit of self-control will result in a godly contentment. Now, some may argue that to be content is to become complacent. Not true. 
Complacency means refusing to grow, refusing to press on to the prize because you're comfortable where you're at. It's comfort, not contentment, that brings complacency. And striving for comfort works against the need for self-control. People engage in all manner of sinful activities looking for comfort. But only as we follow God and becoming more transformed daily can we become content in Christ, no matter our circumstance. Self-control is found in seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, which allows us to crucify the flesh daily. Cultivating the fruit of self-control, it's not always easy, but it is needed. And with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, our Comforter, it is possible. In fact, it's the only way that it's possible. So while it may not always be easy to cultivate this or, or any of the fruit, it is still necessary. So let us encourage one another. Let us exhort one another. And let us pray for one another to produce a harvest of fruit as we follow the Holy Spirit's leading. I want to thank you, my brothers and sisters, for joining in these lessons on the fruit of the Spirit. And may God strengthen each of us daily to prune the lifeless twigs out of our lives and to make room for his glorious and holy fruit. Thank you. God bless you.